Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living, and making good art. That's a tough thing to do. That's why we have a whole podcast about it with hundreds of episodes. Um, (laughs) My name is Andy J. Pizza. You can find my work at andyj.pizza on the the internet. Uh, It's illustration. You might like it. Um, you can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. They're our syndicate. Let's jump into the show. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Exactly what I meant to say. Uh, And you know, it's on the back of this realization that I had in the past couple weeks that every year I ride the wave that I created the year before. And so every year, you know, the theme of that year, the work that I end up doing that year, the, the opportunities that are coming my way come from the efforts that I made the previous year. And so I feel like you get all these self-help articles, podcasts, all this jazz that say, you know, around this time say, hey, make this year the best year of your life. And although I think that I'm sure there are a lot of things you can do to make that true, um, (laughs) I think it's a little bit. It, it kind of undermines the truth of real change, real impact on your life is something that requires a lot of investment and a lot of um, initiative and a lot of uh, in t- uh, intentionality. And, you know, you don't just decide to have a great year uh, on January 1st. And so... I wanted to do an episode that kind of encapsulates this idea that author Greg McEwen calls, um, well, the author Greg McEwen says, we 
underestimate or we overestimate what we can get done in a day, but we underestimate what we can get done in a year. And so today on the show, I've got nine things that you can do in the coming year, in 2017, to put yourself in a completely different spot than you find yourself today, a spot that you want to be. And, you know, I think I work with a lot of people who want to see changes in their creative career. And, you know, I think the thing that I'm always struck by, um, and I, you know, I've seen the same thing in myself and especially uh, a few years ago before I kind of had these particular realizations was that we would want these specific changes in our creative careers. You see this in people where they, they want this thing. They want to quit their job. They want to uh, get this type of work. They want to uh, work with X client. And the kind of sense that you get is that they want to do that yesterday. They want it to have happened uh, yesterday. And my, my response is always like, you know, I really believe that you can make this thing happen, uh, but I think it's going to take about a year. And I feel like sometimes you get the response like, Ugh, I don't even know if that's what I want in a year. <laughs> and it reminds me of Michael Scott on The Office. He comes into the office and he says, Pam, uh, did you watch Oprah yesterday? And she's like, no. And he says, well, I'm about to become a father. <laughs> she says, well, what was on Oprah yesterday? It's like Angelina Jolie was on there and she had adopted a Chinese baby. And I want to adopt. I'm ready to adopt. And, and Pam's like, well, Michael, you know, um, that can be really expensive. And the wait list can be up to like eight months. And he's like, eight months. Ugh. I don't even know if I want a baby in eight months. And I, <laughs> and I feel like career change is very, very similar to that. And so today's episode, we're going to build the entire episode, uh, not off of adopting a Chinese baby, but after uh, the nine-month cycle that we call <laughs> pregnancy. And uh, we're gonna birth this idea. We're gonna the, we're gonna we're gonna conceive the idea today. We're gonna conceive what we want our career to look like in 2018, and we're going to spend 2017 carrying this baby to completion. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so that's what we're doing today. It's a nine-step plan. It's a nine-month process. That's where I got the number nine. And uh, let's get started because if you want significant career change, it takes time. It takes effort over a, a, a significant period of time. And that is what we're gonna do on this episode. So number one, first thing you gotta do, of course, is conceive. You've gotta conceive the creative career baby. And uh, you can tell I'm happy about this. <laughs> uh, but here's what I'm saying by that. You need to determine the one great creative career shift that you'd like to have. And I love this idea of looking at, uh, uh, a year from now and thinking where you'd like to be because it helps you to shoot high with your goal because you think if I'm gonna focus all year on making this thing happen, it better be something that I really want in a year, not necessarily today. And Jim Kudal of Kudal Partners talks about this idea that your five-year goal shouldn't be for yourself now, it should be for the person you're going to be in five years. Uh, it shouldn't be what would be exciting now or challenging now. It should be for 
the person in five years that it should be challenging and exciting and compelling to that person. Or by the time you get there, it's going to be old news. And I think in that same way, when you look forward into where you want to be January 1st, 2018, it should be a vision that's big enough to compel you. And uh, there's a book called The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, and I really recommend it. It's fantastic. And it's all about this idea that you really need to identify what is the major one thing. What's the domino that you need to knock over that will turn into a cataclysmic event uh, that affects everything else. And for me, I've really noticed that whatever I make the theme, uh, you know, you have the effort that you put into the work that you have to do to get paid. And then you have all the effort you put in to change things in your career, all the self-generated work, all of the marketing, uh, all the positioning, all that stuff. And I found that whatever the major theme is that I focus in a year is the change that I see the following year. And so the question I would ask you to ask yourself would be, what major shift do I want to see in my creative career uh, and make that the theme of 2017? For me personally, it, when it was 2014, I really wanted to focus on getting more advertising illustration jobs. And then in 2015, that came to fruition. 2015, I wanted to focus on the podcast and speaking gigs, and that really shifted things in 2016. Uh, and I have my own ideas and plans for where I want to take it next, and that's what the next year will be all about. So conceive, you got to conceive of what is the shift that I want to take place. Number two, just let the body do its work. And, uh, you know, we worked with a midwife <laughs> uh, on with all three of our pregnancies. And that's a phrase that they say is you got to let the body, got to let your body do the work. And really that's to do with uh, labor. But Here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean is that once you're pregnant, um, to a degree, your body's in the process of making a child and you don't have to like concert a giant amount of effort. The effort you have to do is just make sure you don't get drunk and, you know, smoke and, <laughs> and drink, you know, five cups of coffee a day, like let, let it do its thing. Let it continue on the process after the conception. I love that we're, <laughs> we're talking so much about babies and conception and all kinds of weird stuff on the podcast today. Um, but <laughs> here's my point. All right. That I think that when we want to quit our job, when we want to uh, get a client, you know, this big client, we want this specific career change. I want to go back to this Greg McEwen quote. We, we overestimate what we could get done in a day, but we underestimate what we could get done in a year. And I really believe that one of the things stopping people from making that effort is that they think that it's impossible or they think that in order to make that career change they want they have to be this perfect type a person who puts in this giant effort over years and years and years of time and they have to score 110 percent or it's just never going to happen and in my experience uh, something totally different has been true to me what I've needed to do is get really clear on the desired change that I want to make. And then instead of putting 110% in, I feel like I only have to put in about 50% effort, 50% effort to what I think it would take. And usually that takes me where I want to go. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that most people don't put in any percent effort into really making waves, into really strategically trying to push the needle in a specific direction. 
And I think you'd be blown away that if you just gave a C plus effort, even a C minus over this year for an entire year in the same direction, I think you would be blown away by where you end up January 1st, 2018. And so this, this, piece is just supposed to act as an encouragement that says you don't have to play your cards perfectly you just have to play conceive of the idea and let that body do the work just let that idea motivate you and uh, create a a little plan that says this is how I'm going to maintain things and uh, you know just do your best and you'll be blown away by what you could do in a year all right number three Decide to have a baby, but don't decide to have twins. Or decide to have a baby, but you can't decide to have a boy or a girl. Back to the office. Let's do another office reference. There's a uh, part where Dwight and Angela enter a contract to conceive of a child. And Dwight says that uh, in the contract that it has to be a boy. (laughs) And she's like, absolutely not and he's like oh it's easy you just have to keep the uterus cold for seven days and uh then uh keep it extremely warm for the entire pregnancy and and you'll have boy um and (laughs) and here's what i mean here's what i mean by that uh that you need to make waves and ride waves and i think that we all have our own nature. And what I mean by this, if you've never heard me say that before, is that you need to be strategic, make waves. So you need to be strategic about how you want to see the change. You need to be strategic about how you think you're going to get there. But at the same time, you need to be open to the fact that the opportunities that are going to come your way are going to be different than you expected. And you need to adjust your board And make sure you're not so focused on the strategy and on your perfect exact goal that you miss the opportunities and you miss the way that life is trying to collaborate with you. And and here's my encouragement here is just that you balance your nature because I think everybody has a nature one way or the other. You're either a go with the flow or you're make stuff happen and Both plans, in my opinion, are inherently flawed. I really believe that life wants to collaborate with you. It wants to bring some stuff to you, and it wants you to bring some stuff to it. And so I would just say, identify which one you think you are, and go into this year with uh, something in your hands, but open hands. And for me personally, I'm one of these strategic make things happen people. And I notice that when I don't allow life to add its own part, that I end up white knuckle effort um, down, you know, missing opportunities down a road that I shouldn't be down. And I saw this recently. I have my in-laws from the UK here uh, this week, and we've been playing Ticket to Ride. That's our favorite game. And my worst games are when I go out the gate with this specific strategy. It's a board game, by the way, this train board game. And I I come out the gate with a specific strategy and I don't allow the cards that end up in my hand and and the the routes that other people are playing to uh, change my plan and adapt my plan. And actually, just so that everybody knows, we've played once since they've been here and uh, I pretty much cleaned up Okay, I was, <laughs> I, uh, I right out the gate kicking some butts, I scored first place. And um, this is when I, I realized, I thought of this analogy was that, you know, the reason that was a good game was because I had a specific strategy coming out the gate. But then when the cards didn't show up and different cards did, I took a different route than I expected to. And uh, I think that's how you get the best results. And so that's my encouragement for your 2017. All right, let's do step four. You gotta take the test, take the pregnancy test. You gotta prove it. You gotta prove the concept. You know what I'm saying? You gotta prove
prove the, 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 the concept here. And here's what I mean. You've heard me say it three billion times, but I'm always surprised by how much nuance there is to this conversation and how deep this well goes and how much we need it drilled into our heads. I need it in my head all the time. But here's what I mean by prove it is that if you want to see this change in your career, the way that you make it happen time and time again is you don't wait for someone to pick you. You don't wait for someone to give you permission to do the work that you want to be doing. You figure out how to DIY it. You figure out the way that you make it happen all on your own and you prove to people that you have what it takes to do this type of work, to be this type of person. Don't wait to get the job. Don't wait for the client to come to you. Make the work that you want to be making and prove that you have the, that value in you. If you want to make editorial illustrations, write your own articles. Don't wait for somebody else. We see this over and over and over again in the people that we respect, the people that we look up to. If you go listen to Sam Jones podcast. I talk about it every once in a while. He interviews a lot of people in Hollywood. He's a director. You know, he's constantly interviewing these people that are where they are as a result of them making the stuff that they wanted to be making before anybody else gave them a chance. And it becomes their calling card. It becomes their portfolio. It becomes what they're known for and it helps them break in. And so this year, Whatever work you want to be doing, January, January 1st, 2018, start doing it now for yourself. So prove it. Take the test. Five, Lamaze class. I don't know if that is a thing that happens anymore. <laughs> Lamaze was uh, just in every sitcom in the 90s. Uh, I don't think it gets as much play now for whatever reason. I don't really know what Lamaze means, but, uh, but Lamaze class, here's what I mean, is that whatever this change is, it should be significant, significant enough that it requires you to be somewhat of a different person. And one of the things that kind of blows my mind is that learning is not as hard as we think it is. And the power of learning is so much greater than we could possibly imagine. I've been, I have, I'm naturally curious because I'm naturally bored. I get bored so easy. I think that um, it's probably my greatest superpower is that I am bored extremely easy. And in my adult life, I've, without even really trying to, continued ongoing education and learning every year of my life and just in small ways and in ways that I didn't even really realize I was educating myself and I've been blown away by the power these online courses uh, these these classes these even just podcasts just surrounding yourself with new information I've been blown away how dramatically that's changed my brain, that's changed my circumstance, that changed my ability to make money, to make creative work, to improve. I've just been, it's shocking. And so my encouragement is that if you wanna make a dramatic shift that um, comes to fruition a year from now, it's gonna require you to be unlike you are today. And don't let that discourage you, I mean, take four or five Skillshare classes. Take a few Creative Live classes. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be opening up the applications again for my MFBA. We're finishing up that, that this week. It's a 16-week program. You'll be hearing more about that soon. I only take 10 people. Um, but this has just been my favorite thing in the world to pour into 10 folks for 16 weeks. Um, but I really, desperately want to encourage you to take Lamaze. You know, <laughs> take if you want to be in lettering and you've never taken a lettering course, why not? 
And I encourage you even more to figure out what kind of classes that are relevant to what you want to be doing locally in the cities nearby. Um, you know, workshops can be incredibly transformative, even if, you know, it, even if there's not a specific skill that you learn, just continually open yourself up to being educated is a game changer. In my own life, I've just seen how that component has increased my income even in my in my creativity and my abilities more than anything and if you just remain coachable remain teachable um, I think that that is maybe the most important component of all of these so step six Get your birth team. Got to get your birth plan. But what about your birth team? We had, my wife is actually, she was a certified doula, if you know what that is. It's like a birth helper. People might get mad. That might not be the right phrase. But um, someone that helps you along with labor. We had a doula for our second baby. Uh, we did a home birth. And... Uh, you know, because we live, we believe in witchcraft. Um, <laughs> that's actually a Jim Gaffigan good joke. Um, we did a home birth and uh, we had a doula and she was amazing. She was a game changer, especially for me because the husband, um, you know, we, although we don't have the ginormous task of birthing a child, it is still quite a challenge for the husband. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's no, it's just amazing to have someone else there on your team, and then you have your midwife and your midwife assistant, and all this jazz. And here's what I mean by this: is that that there's this phrase you've heard me say a billion times. It's I didn't make it up. It's all over the place. But it's you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, and. You know, I'm beginning to think that this is not just a good phrase or, or, or um, you know, anecdotal or, or just like social that you become a lot like the people you spend time with. I'm beginning to wonder what the scientific explanations are of this quote because I, the more I know about science just to, in a passive amateur way, the more you notice that our brains and our body chemistry and our interactions socially actually literally change each other. And the more that you see that the ego is po quite possibly a construct of the mind and that humans are more connected uh, than we ever really realized. That when you spend time with other people that you're atoms actually interchange and you carry those atoms into other places and your your brains in a conversation will pattern themselves from each other and when someone tells you a story that story actually gets implanted in patterns in your brain and this is this has just been incredible for me. For me, when I started going to conferences and meeting my heroes and spending time with them face to face and meeting these peers and having these conversations and talking on the phone more regularly with people that, um, that I wanted to be like, the more time I did that, it is just like steroids for your creative growth. And so pick your birth team, figure out how you spend more time with people that you want to be like January 1st, 2018. And I mean, if you want to be uh, better at doing logos, then <laughs> be around people that are fantastic at doing logos and just don't even question it. It's a mystery. It's an art. It's a, it's a, it's a science. It's this just osmosis. Get around the people 
that you want to transform into and I can almost guarantee that it will happen. So, you know, this might take a little effort on your part to drum up some relationships. And I just also want to just add a note here that says there's a lot of creative folks that are introverts, cave people. I love I love getting in the cave. I go into cave mode uh, pretty often where I'm just chugging along on the creative work I'm doing. I'm in the pattern of my routine and I get my head down and I'm not interacting with anybody for weeks at a time outside of my family. Um, you know, and it's not healthy and it's ultimately not going to get me where I want to go. So I just encourage you to, even if it's, even if it creates some social anxiety in you to push out of that because it's just paramount. Number seven, no more video games. All right, if you're a parent, I'm sure there are plenty of parents that are just, you know, love video games, make time for video games. I've got three children. I don't play hardly any video games anymore. And, uh, you know, I, to be honest, before I had kids, like in college, I didn't play very many video games either. Uh, I do miss Zelda. I'm an incredibly passionate Zelda fan, always have been, uh, and I do miss playing some games like that from time to time, and who knows, I might have a second act where I'm video game crazy, right? But right now, I don't have time for that. And uh, when you youngins out there are tweeting and twittering about the latest doodads on these computer games that you play uh <laughs> there's there's definitely a little part of me that has that fomo and at the end of the day for me personally i'd rather spend my sunday afternoon building sweet robots out of legos with my four-year-old son hugo than um you know playing video games and uh this this is about looking out into your year and identifying the thing that you want to change, the work that you want to be doing, and then vowing not to be set off course by FOMO, by wanting to do everything, that wanting to compete in every race, by wanting to play every position on the team because you're not going to be able to focus on your position, being excellent. And if you don't focus on that, by the time 2018 rolls around, you will have spread yourself too thin and you will not make any significant change. And so, you know, for me personally, this is just a gut level thing. I kind of know when I'm partaking in uh, the wrong type of creative work, when I'm, when I'm getting off course by comparing myself to others, by um, wishing I had their accolades, by wanting to prove something, all of this ego stuff, all these ego goals will set me off course every once in a while and I'll spend a day working on something that is just a complete waste of time. And uh, I've gotten a lot better at noticing when I'm feeling that feeling of like, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not your thing. This isn't where you want to go. Um, this does not connect to your greater uh, ideas and directions that you want to head towards. So my encouragement to you is at the beginning of this year, conceive of the massive shifts that you want to take place and be somewhat ruthless about spending your extra time pushing those goals forward instead of getting distracted every third afternoon by something someone else is doing and going down their road. Number eight, feed your baby. You gotta feed your babies. Uh, this one is uh, connect to your deeper purpose. Uh, I heard theologian, man, I wanna say, uh, I wanna say his name's Pete Rollins. Oh, I don't know if that's true. It's definitely Rollins. Um, say that uh, this whole election season was a real revelation. 
and he meant that in the most literal sense of the word that it defied what the experts had predicted, right? And it revealed something there. It was revelation. It revealed something that was going on that people didn't realize. And so one of the things I saw with the people that I'm working with and surrounded by, the creative folks, is that it revealed that they weren't deeply connected to their goals, that their goals were more shallow than their deep person would have liked. And when things got scary or things got upsetting or there was a reminder that what you do in this life actually matters and counts, they realized that some of their goals weren't measuring up to how they wanted to be spending this short life. And for me personally, I'm so big picture that I'm always trying to connect back to my deeper purposes. If you want to learn guitar, you don't learn guitar off the motivation of you're just desperate to learn all the chords. Like that's not a motivating factor. That's not, uh, there's no deeper purpose to just learning every guitar chord. No, you want to learn the chords necessary to play your favorite song. And that is a compelling vision. When you're connected to the deeper purpose, you know, in high school, when you'd be learning about the, uh, about a, an, an equilateral triangle and how to get the square root of whatever, you, there's this voice in you that's like, why? <laughs> At least for me, I remember just thinking, like, I need to understand why I'm going to spend all this time understanding these crazy concepts. I need to see the bigger picture. And, and often that leads to a lot of students not living to their potential because they can't see that. And a great teacher will help you understand the greater purpose of the work that you're doing, of the tasks. And so this change that you want to make is going to require significant investment. And without a deep motivation, a thing that gets you out of bed in the morning, uh, a belief that this time is not just well spent for your own problems, your own uh, desires, but it's, it fits into a greater puzzle that you believe in. The more you can do that, the more motivated you're going to be. I can pretty much guarantee it. You want to connect to, you know, for me personally, I want to uh, not be bored. That's my most selfish uh, motivation, my most selfish purpose. It's an inner conflict. Everything eventually bores me. I get bored about everything and boredom to me as an ADHD chap is like death. Honestly, you don't, it sounds like I'm joking, I'm not joking. When I'm really bored, it makes my skin crawl and things bore me so quickly. And it's a deep motivation for me to not be bored in my work. Uh, and it's my most selfish one. A less selfish one, though, is I want to feed my children. I want to feed my kids. I want them to have good opportunities. That motivates me. There's a, there's a deeper inner conflict that I'm always working on is that, you know, in the ways that uh, my mom, as a creative person, struggled, I have this deep passion to you know, move the needle in the next generation in ways that she couldn't. And uh, it's just this, this deep passion to give my kids a different experience than I was given. And so, you know, all of these things go into the fact that I woke up at 5.30 this morning to record this podcast. And... Uh, if you don't know why you're going this way, you know, I, w- I would encourage you not to throw away goals just because you can't initially see the deeper purpose. And I would encourage you also to not think that you have to save humanity with your career. But the way I like to view it is, is that this plot of land, if I till it to the best of my ability, uh, am I doing my part? If everybody approached their 
life, their career with this type of intentionality and desire? Would the world be a much better place? And if that's true, then I can rest easy knowing that I'm doing my part. Um, there's this Gandhi quote that says it's, I'm going to butcher it, but it, essentially the idea is it's, it's, it's such a tragedy when someone does nothing because they can do so little. And in that same way, just because your purpose might not be grandiose doesn't mean that you doing the best with the purpose you've been given is life-changing for lots of other people, even if it's just your family. And so I encourage you to connect, find the deeper purpose, even on a creative level. I'm always trying to find the deeper purpose of what's the work that I'm doing? How does it affect other people? Um, you know, does it help people feel less alone? Does it help people uh, feel known? Does it help express an opinion and a point of view that's underrepresented? These things can be completely giant. There are people, uh, there are illustrators that I met early on that totally changed my life just by seeing a person that really reminded me of myself thriving. And that gave me hope for years to come. So you'd be surprised how this intention can have dramatic effects on other people. So connect to that deeper purpose. You know, who's gonna win? The person that just is gonna just wants to win another trophy, just wants another accolade, or the person that needs to feed their kids. So connect it to that deeper purpose. Understand why you're learning these guitar chords. trying to conceive and it's just not happening uh, and I don't want to make light of that I I get that that is uh, can be just such a difficult battle for so many parents and uh, I know that there's just this deep battle going on in human hearts and I love this quote from the book the alchemist it says everyone believes the world's greatest lie says the mysterious old man what is the great, world's greatest lie? The little boy asks. The, man, the old man replies, it's this, that at a certain point in our lives, we lose control of what's happening to us and our lives become controlled by fate. And I wanna go back to this idea of making waves and riding waves. Because I remember early in my career, I was just flailing out there in the water. And uh, I was trying so hard to make stuff happen. And I remember the first year or two years or three years that I was just out there flailing in the water desperately trying to make some waves. I remember just thinking, is this just totally pointless? Is this strategy? this reflection, this contemplation, this effort, this personal work, is it all for nothing? Is it just either meant to be or not? And now, on the back of being nearly 10 years into this and seeing how that intention and that investment always pays off, it always pays off, even if you do a C-plus effort over a year, it will take you to places that you can't believe. And so my last encouragement is, if you've never really made any waves on your own accord, if you've never seen the payoff of that kind of investment, please just take my word for it. There's a book called, um, I believe it's called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck and it explores the number one factor in successful people. And here's what it is, is they believe they have ability 
to change things. They have ability to grow, that their IQ, their ability, their circumstance is not a fixed situation, but they have the, they have the tools necessary. When something's tough, it doesn't mean that they're broken. It means that they got to try harder and learn more. And so the last thing I want to leave you with is dream up this January 1st, 2018 that you want to have. What do you want your title to be? What do you want your work day to look like? The process of the work that you're doing. What do you want that to look like? And then believe enough to actually put the effort in to see it happen. You've probably heard of that, uh, that book called The Secret, Don't Turn the Podcast Off. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop right there. I've never read that book, but I've heard about this idea of the law of attraction. And uh, the idea is that you get really, really clear on your desire and then you whisper it into a seashell and throw it into space. I don't know. It's something like that. It's like it's like this. Uh, you you uh, you you come up with this specific desire, and if you wish hard enough, it comes to you. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know really what that's all about. But here's what I think: the secret of the secret is is that getting clarity on where you want to go enables the superpower of your unconscious mind, which is just incredibly, it's the most powerful thing in the universe that we know about, is your brain. How crazy is that? It's in your head. This, this, this crazy structure that we can't yet replicate that still boggles the minds of the greatest minds. Their minds boggle the minds of the greatest minds. And uh, <laughs> it's in your skull. And if you can get really, really clear on where you'd like to be going, you'd be blown away by how much effort your subconscious, your, you'd be blown away but what your body can do after you conceive, right? <laughs> and so I encourage you to paint a picture in your mind. Where do you want to be January 1st, 2018? Don't get discouraged by the fact that you can't have it next week. Be encouraged by the fact that you can have great change if you give yourself the right amount of time and you put in the effort. And uh, here's my last thing I want to say. And it's that maybe just by dreaming up this dream and then making progress all year, you might just find that 2017, the year that you have progress, is actually a better year than when that progress comes to fruition in 2018. Because Tony Robbins has this big thing about that what, what real happiness rests on, where it comes from, isn't the achievement of our goals. That's not how you get happiness. Happiness comes from seeing your efforts pay off. Seeing the evidence, the progress, that nothing will make you more content than knowing that you're pushing the needle, that it's happening. And so maybe shooting for the best 2018, the best year yet, might just make 2017 the best year yet. So I hope that 2017 is a giant year of progress. Set your goals high, set your intentions high, but don't set them to happen quick.
hope all of you people have a lovely holiday season. Guys, you made 2016 amazing for me. We grew by 10 times. Our listenership exploded this year. Uh, it's been life-changing. It's just been blowing my freaking mind. Uh, and uh, I just couldn't be happier to be on this journey. I am dedicated to bringing you the best uh, content about being a great artist and making a good living. And um, yeah, so I can't wait to do this uh, in 2017 and take it to the max. Um, thank you guys for loving and supporting and sharing the podcast. It just means so much to me. Um, thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y. They have a new album coming out in uh, 2017, and the first song is so good. Go check them out on Spotify, their new release. Oh, man, such a good song. Uh, thanks for the theme songs, Yoni. Um, thanks to all the other tunes from Metavari and my buddy Nate Utesh. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Um, guys, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and, you know, stay pepped up. <laughs> <laughs>